Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello. And Stephen. Hey, friends. Now, uh, we're recording this before the Game Awards. I want to get that out loud and clear because uh, chances are this will kind of come out tomorrow and I think the Game Awards is happening tonight. Am I right? So I'm like, it's happening very soon. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of cool announcements that we're not going to be able to chat about them today. Uh, so keep an eye on the site and we'll chat about them next week. But on the show this week, we're going to be discussing Mega Man, Amazon finally coming to Australia, HD Wii games, maybe God of War 2 if we got the time. But first, I wanted to quiz you guys about the possibility of Disney and 21st Century Fox going to merge. Um, now, Brody, have you been keeping up on this news much? Not really. Someone mentioned it to me at work the other day that they had heard rumors about it. And, yeah. Um, obviously, he's, he's a very big Marvel fan, so the implication being that um, <coughs> his, his theory was because they changed the title of the second Infinity War movie to just being an untitled uh, Marvel product. Mm. Like his theory was that they were going to try and work the X Men into it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so if that's so from, going, sorry. From what I understand, like this has been bubbling away for a while. Um, just to sort of recap mm. for those that don't know, uh, Disney have been holding on and off discussions to take over some of Fox's major assets. Last month, this is coming from the Guardian. Uh, the sale would include Fox's movie studio, cable channels, and international units, including Sky and Star India. Uh, it would be worth uh, an estimate. It's estimated to be worth more than sixty billion dollars. Uh, and obviously have huge ramifications for the the media, the global media landscape. Um, so is this uh, is this exciting to you then, Brody? Is that what you're sort of suggesting there with the with the news about kind of um, or with the possibility, I guess, of X Men like finally coming into the Marvel universe? Yeah, and like sort of like Fantastic Four and like Deadpool and stuff like that. Like they can all sort of finally exist in their in mm. their same uh, universe. But um, obviously there's larger ramifications that sort of go over my head i'm sort of looking at it from a very basic level but um i guess there's the only concern would be that it might create some sort of monopoly like disney's just going to buy everyone now Mm. um and i know that they're bringing out their own streaming uh service aren't they so they are yeah and i think i think um uh fox has like a 30 percent stake in hulu um, which Disney themselves also have a stake in. So if they were to acquire that additional 30%, they would have uh, like a controlling share. They would have over that yeah, 50% right. mark, which I mean, is, I guess would, if they can use an existing platform to sort of launch their own streaming service, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. What do you I make of that... this then, uh, then Stephen? Do you, do you, are you excited about the sort of like content possibility of it or as, a, yeah, as Brody alluded like, to there, the this... monopolization of it's a bit... I do think, yeah, similar to Brody, um, I am generally pretty excited about the possibilities that it has for the movies and TV shows where you've had these weird sort of silos of these characters can be done by Fox and these characters can be done by Marvel, Disney, and that was just like a weird disconnect. So, I'm, yeah, would be really happy for that to just become one big Marvel happy family. But, like, at the same time, it's kind of scary that, you know, this one giant media conglomerate sort of owning a fairly massive portion of sort of media creation and you mentioned sort of like cable international uh, movies sort of having one company in charge of all of that sort of mm. opens some questions of how much power should you know one person have and sort of comes into the whole you know the Murdoch family owning right. everything it's a bit of a concern but yeah 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 um yeah I think like as a as a student of media and communications I've sort of been trained to resist kind of mergers like this um it, I mean it could definitely be seen as 
being highly anti-competitive and i think like fox's sort of um impact as well the fact that uh, james murdoch has now sort of been like tipped as maybe a future disney ceo i kind of i find a bit scary um mm-hmm. just because of the some accusations that have come about murdoch bias in the past um so i think yeah despite despite that training sort of feel reluctant about all this happening the the content the straight content possibilities of it i think quite excites me um namely yeah x-men like finally kind of folding into the marvel cinematic universe um but yeah crazy amounts of money and interesting to see what happens there um so i'm, I'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep that one in the rotation here on the start cast and see how that sort of unfolds and develops because i i find that sort of stuff fascinating um but let's talk talk about some games that's what we're here for uh and let's talk about Mega Man 11's announcement Capcom have announced that Mega Man 11 is coming to the PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC in late 2018. It adopts a new art style, moving away from the traditional 8-bit aesthetic in favor of a hand-drawn 2.5D look. Additionally, the Switch will receive two Mega Man, the two Mega Man collections already released on the PS4 and Xbox One. I should note at this point that I have a cold and my voice is fading, so I'm going to quickly throw over to Steven. Are you much of a Mega Man fan? Oh, holy smokes, yeah. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, I'm very, very happy with this. Like, the... The idea of Mega Man 11, like I really enjoyed Mega Man 9, 10 was it was fine, um, but yeah, just the idea of a new Mega Man game happening—it's sort of been something that people have wanted for basically since 11 happened, I guess. Mm. Um, Are you the yeah, same like, as well, Brody? Yeah, like I grew up playing uh, a lot of the sort of older Mega Man games, and um, mm. I'm kind of sad that they're moving away from the 8-bit look because I, th- I think that's part of its charm. Right. And I'm more, uh, and I suppose after like Mighty Number no. Nine or whatever it was called, I feel like this is sort of what we need because that was meant to be some sort of like spiritual successor, and it was just dog shit. So <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So um, yeah, it should be good. And I'm looking forward to the collections coming out again on our uh, consoles. So yeah, it's good. Good that it's going to be on Switch. I think it's going to be a good game for Switch. Mm. Yeah, those collections are sort of my biggest like holy holy shit moment. Like I'll be able to play like supposedly there'll be sort of all the Mega Man X games up to eight will come out in some sort of collection. And mm. at the moment, the best way I have to play those games is lugging out the PS2 and finding my disc of the Mega Man X collection there. So if I can do that on Switch, then life's good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make? Where do you come down on the uh, art style then, Stephen? Are you cool with it? I yeah, I'm okay with them moving past the eight bit aesthetic. Like they. It was it was fine. It was really good for as a sort of a revival for nine and ten. But I'm totally okay with them. I guess experimenting with different things. The mm-hmm. the sort of two and a half D looks a little bit mighty number no. nine. Like it has some kind of elements of that. But mm. hopefully it doesn't quite go down that road and look quite as bad in the end product. That's why yeah. I'm scared. It's just giving me PTSD from mighty number no. nine. It just <laughs> looks understandable. Too, it looks too similar. <laughs> And I find 2.5D like platformers with that sort of look. I don't think I've ever played a good one, if I'm being honest. Oh, really? Uh, I think there's probably yeah, some out know. there. What's um? I can't think of a I can't think I of mean, a good 2.5D platformer. Does Klonoa count? Because that game was rad. I do like Klonoa. Yeah, okay. I mean, I it's think not quite the, the little same, Big Planet kinda... series, although not like a hand-drawn sort of look like that, is a fantastic. Speaking of which, platformer. we do need a new Klonoa game, so we'll we'll get onto that. If <laughs> we just talk about it, we might make it happen. Did this this did this announcement come as a surprise for you guys? It was sort of announced during a 30th anniversary stream. Um, I don't think people were all that sure about what was going to be announced. You know, there was speculation that it was just going to be uh, the Mega Man collection sort of coming to Switch. Um, did the the announcement of a new game come as a shock to, to either of you? 
yeah like I was fully just sort of tempering my expectations. Like normally I would, you know, depending on the time, sort of stay up to see what the cool announcement is. But I was just like, mm. they really have shown they don't give two hoots about Mega Man in the past yep. like decade. So I just didn't have any confidence for it. But then I woke up and it was wonderful news. Hmm. I'm happy for you, man. I really am. <laughs> uh, another <laughs> thing I'm really happy about is that uh, Amazon has finally launched in Australia after weeks of anticipation. It's here. I don't know how, why it's taken so long, um, but it's arrived. Uh, again, not so much a gaming-related topic other than the fact that they sell games on there, um, but something I wanted to talk about nonetheless. Brody, uh, I, I think you've got experience like me kind of working in, in retail, right? Uh, Am I right in thinking that? No? Yeah, not not in electronics retail or anything like that, no, but okay. um, but uh, I do shop, so that's almost the same I do, thing. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, well, how I guess what I'm trying to get to is how do you think this will change the Australian sort of retail space? Um, I think it's going to be good for consumers. I don't know mm. how well how how it's going to go for like businesses necessarily because they're probably already pushing margins, like trying to compete with each other, and Amazon's just going to come in and like tear shreds like i think the uh the switch already dropped like 50 dollars because amazon put it up at, at 400 so like jb had to match it like immediately yeah so i mean it's going to be good for us competition's good um mm. but yeah we'll just see what happens i suppose it could be another case of you know like disney buying everyone like amazon just might absorb everything or everything just might collapse around it leaving only it mm. and then and then then you're in trouble It'll be yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they can sort of like main, maintain the sort of uh, low distribution costs for for Australia being like such a big big place um, with a with a relatively small population. The grand scheme of things. Uh, what about you, Stephen? Do you think you'll be pre-ordering all your games off Amazon from now on? I guess it depends on how reliable they are at getting stuff to you day one. Like games, yeah. I that's sort of half the reason I still go to brick and mortar stores for games specifically. Like I will just go in, grab it and I have it and I don't have to worry about whether the Australia Post is going to get it lost halfway across Australia or something like that. Yeah. Like, I guess sort of like speaking of shipping, and the interesting thing I noticed is like two days before the whole rumoured uh, opening was going to be happening that JB were like, oh, by the way, we do same day shipping now. So yeah, you know, like that's within, a win for everyone. Within like three hours, they guarantee it, don't they? Within a certain space or something. Yeah, not, obviously not Australia wide, but yeah, I think there's no, specific yeah. metro centres that it's you know, going to be applicable for. So that's nice. Yeah, I've been really impressed with how they're how they've been competing with it. Um, Mad Mikey uh, tweeted me during the week. Friend of the show, Mad Mikey, uh, said that the the JB was sort of selling uh, the Amazon are just selling at at JB prices that they seem to be matching pretty evenly at the moment. Um, I can't imagine mm. I'm going to stop shopping at JB anytime soon. I love that store to bits. Um, but I've really, I mean, I'm for those that don't know, I'm in the UK at the moment, and Amazon obviously been around here for years, uh, and I've become really enamored with it um and uh, the games that i have been purchasing whilst over here i've i've bought through amazon um generally they kind of have like little kind of exclusives you know it's generally not much than maybe like a different sparrow skin and destiny whatever but you're paying the same price you would store on getting that little bit extra um and i guess being as busy as i've been it's quite suited me like i don't have the time to sort of go to a store and and pay the price when i can just sort of uh have it pre-ordered on amazon and whilst i'm out in the morning it kind of gets delivered to my door so it's there by the time i get back um back in the afternoon um so it's worked it's worked quite well for me but you know whether or not it works the same in australia it'd be remains to be seen um but keen for it keen for it nonetheless i think 
Any other comments there on Amazon, guys? We, we, we're done with that. Should we move on? Well, one move last on. thing. Oh, I God. think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're, it's been interesting looking at their prices. They haven't, I think for games, they've been pretty decent, but I've just seen a lot of roundups around the place of, you know, stuff like phones, TVs, cables, all the other weird stuff you buy on Amazon, like often being more expensive than RRP or more expensive than other brick and mortar stores, which that, that seems is, to be a bit mm. of a crapshoot. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah. I've not actually probably, had a chance to like to log into it yet and like see exactly what's listed. Like, is there is there a pretty wide selection of stuff on there so far? Uh, a little bit. Like, it, it'll. I'm sure it's going to grow, but it's not like anything crazy at the moment. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's nothing like the US one, but you can still get. I don't know cheap Amazon Basics cables is weirdly exciting for me, so I can buy cables that aren't garbage but also don't cost a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff like that is very useful. I always order my cables off ebay now no point spending yeah. 20 dollars on a hdmi cable uh anyhow no speaking of hate high definition <laughs> uh oh, nintendo nin- thank you uh nintendo wii games are coming to the nvidia shield in china nintendo and nvidia have strengthened their partnership by announcing that the nvidia shield would come to china and alongside the release nintendo will release hd versions of games such as new super mario bros wii zelda twilight princess super mario galaxy and punch out uh i think was it last week we were talking about uh, PUBG kind of coming to mobile and just sort of what a different yep. market China is. It sort of operates on its own terms, um, much mm. to a degree. Um, but I, I was I was curious about this news because a lot of people are excited about it. I would love to see it come come to other regions. Uh, do you guys sort of say the same sort of Brent uh, sentiment? Like Brody, would you like to play Punch Out sort of on an Android device in your, in the future? Give me two seconds. I'm just uh, googling what the flipper Nvidia Shield is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not, not familiar with that. It's um, no. It's like it's a like Android a sort of portable gaming console, I guess. Like it's almost yeah. like a like a DS in appearance, although considerably chunkier. It's got like more of a sort of controller sort of build to it with a flip out screen. Well, okay. I think the one they do now is more. There's like a TV connected device that's the, like an, an Apple TV that runs Android essentially with you know fairly right. beefy GPU stuff as well, and that's sort of the current Shield at least. Sure. Yeah. Can um, you get them? Can you get them in Australia, Nvidia Shields? I can't say I've ever seen one. No. I think I've tried to look for them because they're quite cool little machines, but just the cost uh-huh. of getting them into Australia seemed to be a bit much. Right, um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we really need it. Uh, wouldn't these games be coming to the Switch's virtual console? Is it, Are Wii games even uh-huh. coming to that? Well, you, Is I virtual console even so. coming to that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's <laughs> meant to be, isn't it? <laughs> And I think the thing that makes it most interesting is that uh, looking further into it, supposedly these Shield games are going to be streamed rather than actually sort of played on the system at you know at, at the local level. So right. yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested as to whether these are going to be like emulated and streamed, or if it's I don't I guess it must be if it's somehow rendering it in high def. But yeah, I think the fact that it's streamed in this particular way makes it not likely that the same sort of service would be on the Switch because that really can't rely on an online connection most of the time. Yeah. Mm, true. It'd be interesting, like, if they are sort of streamed, I mean, surely those those files are going to be out there and, you know, they'll, they'll circulate somehow, right? Like, I can't... I don't know, this just sits funny with me. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't kind of keep up with, with emulation all that much. Um, but are, are these games like readily available as to emulate already? Oh, like, ab- can you? Absolutely, yeah. Right. Like, okay. Do- yeah, there's an emulator called Dolphin, which is sort of the the standard at the moment, and that can do some ridiculously cool things with Wii and GameCube games. But uh-huh. yeah, 
you just have to know where to look for them, I guess. Or you can rip them from your own legal discs if you are a good boy or girl. <laughs> uh, would you be keen to see this kind of come to Australia then? Like, is this... Uh, do you have an appetite for playing these Nintendo games on Android devices, do you think? I mean, a Sorry, little was... bit, mainly because I don't have my Wii with me and there are a couple right. of Wii games that I hadn't gotten around to that it would be nice to try and I guess this mm. would be neat, but mm. also I'd need better internet. So, yeah, a bit of a, <laughs> yeah, bit of a gamble. Off. Oh, so many Australians can sympathise with you there. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'd be keen for this just because I, there's so many kind of Wii games I felt like I missed. I never played Twilight Princess to completion, um, despite really sort of enjoying the hours that I did spend with the game. Um, and I never played either of the Super Mario Galaxy games, um, which uh, Dude. I stopped chatting. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was chatting to a cousin <laughs> of mine recently, and uh, she's really enjoying Odyssey at the moment, saying how much it reminded her of of the Galaxy sort of games, and and how she sort of wished that space kind of featured more in Odyssey. Um, but uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really sympathise with that because I just never never played them. I'm, I'm missing out, my Stephen. Yes, yeah, they are ridiculously good. You should get mm. onto that. Buy a Wii I'm U or something. I'm such a big three D platformer guy as well. Like I reckon I would really enjoy them. I'm, I probably can pick them up real cheap on Wii now. Can I dig out the Wii and play, yeah. that, play on that again though? Is it I know that if you have a Wii U, they are like <laughs> downloadable as a digital version, which might be cheaper than finding a disc. But yeah, I guess it depends right. on what machines yeah, you've got around. I don't, yeah, I don't have a Wii U. Never got, never got a Wii U. Like most people. Yeah. <laughs> the only Wii U that I ever got was for a friend. I was like, I'm oh, not going to okay. use this. You can, you can have it. <laughs> Such a good gift uh, giver you are. I, I did sort of make him pay for it in the end, I guess. It oh. wasn't really a gift. <laughs> well. It was like, yeah, I bought it and then passed it on, I guess. <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> anyhow, talking about passing on, let's pass on to the... No, nah, it doesn't quite work. Anyhow, let's talk about God of War uh, <laughs> and the potential release date being leaked. Uh, PlayStation America has listed God of War on the PlayStation Store with a release date of March 22nd. It was quickly edited to show a placeholder date of 31st of December 2018. Uh, Brody, this has to be the real release date, right? I mean, it's probably likely. I mean, I, I think everyone expected it would be early uh, 2018. So, um, mm-hmm. and like we've always been, like we were surprised when E3 rolled by and no dates came out for any of these games. So, I think they're just sort of holding off for PSX to like release the date properly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, th- I think it's probably going to be right or at least around the mark. Like when I, I, I didn't know what it was and I clicked onto the article. Uh, mm. when it obviously was first published and in my mind I said like March 8th or something like that so mm. and then I saw it was the 22nd I thought yeah that's probably probably about right yeah it does seem about the right sort of time and uh, the marketing campaign over here has already started a bus a, a couple of buses are passing me by now with just uh, God of War sort of marketing down the side of it which caught well, me by surprise because I was like okay we've yeah. got to be getting pretty close if you're pushing it that hard um, yeah I mean it can't, it can't be late 2018 if they're marketing already no, no, surely not. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for it, though. Uh, what about you, Stephen? Are you keen on God of War? I don't know if we've chatted about it before. I'm more keen on this God of War than I have been about any prior God of War game. Like, I've tried to play the first couple, and they look really incredible, but I just never can push myself to finish them. They just kind of, I don't know, got a bit samey for some reason. Maybe I was, you know, should have played it when they were new, and it would have been a bit more exciting. But, yeah, mm. this one looks looks really, really cool. Like, they're implementing a couple of you know sort of more modern uh you know combat mechanics into it and obviously it's going to look gorgeous because it's a you know ps4 first party game so yeah it should be fun to see how it turns out whenever it eventually does come out 
Yeah, I love that all of Sony's first-party games now are sort of over-the-shoulder third-person action action adventure games. I mean, that is my bread and butter. Like uh, the, the Naughty Dog <laughs> games, example, Horizon this year. Like, I just kind of love that style of game. So I'm really keen for it as well, despite never having played a, a God of War game. Looking forward to it. Heaps uh, to look forward to. Though. There's just some. I was saying, there's just something about games and movies lately where, uh, you know, uh-huh. it's like grizzly dudes with beards with you know, like in father roles. <laughs> Like it's yeah. just, that's just what we want. You had Logan. That, that Last is of true, Us. actually. Yeah, yeah. Are there other movies out at the moment with sort of like father roles? Um, very possible. Very possible. Um, Daddy's uh, Home Two. Daddy's Home. <laughs> how, how about well how about the Last Jedi? Because Luke will have a beard. We are so and he's, yeah, he's a, a bit of a daddy. Mm, remains to be seen. I'm. By the way, I'm. I'm not seeing... I don't know if we've discussed about this, but I'm not going to be able to see it for, like, the first couple of weeks it comes out, I don't think. Um, what? Oh, man. Long, long How story, are you going to... It's killing to, like, me, man. leave the internet. It's, <laughs> it is. I'm not... I am going to leave the internet. I'm going to go AWOL for a period of time. Uh, and I'm, I'm telling man. my friends that if they spoil so much as a single scene from that movie, I will just never speak to them ever again. I will just disown them. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm seeing it the Thursday just to, like, avoid that. Like I'm, I'm not even like a hundred and ten percent keen. Like I'm, I'm pretty keen because I like Star Wars, but yeah. I'm not like you. Like you're like really into it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like I just, it. yeah. But it's just one of those things that you know people are gonna ruin. People are. Yeah. Humans are evil. Yeah, you know they this. are. I know. Someone I know. ruined Episode Seven as we were walking in. That was the worst thing. Man. Like, no. I yeah I I mean I saw I went to the midnight showings for both uh, uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One, um, so I didn't have anything spoiled for me for those two. But I remember um, not being able to see The Dark Knight <laughs> Rises until like the 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 night of its uh, release day, and uh, there was mm. just like the cinema was just showing like The Dark Knight Rises like repeatedly um, throughout the day, <laughs> wow. and I had to sit there whilst like the 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 screening before before mine e- e- exited and i think i sat there oh, with no. like my fingers in my ears or like my headphones on like full blast or whatever just so i couldn't hear any of the conversation about of people leaving the cinema i get uh, yeah, yeah, like I get oh things. could you believe when x happened yeah yeah i was just worried that something like that was going to happen it <laughs> totally like, would dude what are you doing <laughs> yeah it's it's all uh, the gifts on twitter that i'm worried about so i think i think i will yeah. be off twitter and uh, Facebook between its release and sometime after Christmas, you, you, I think you, is. You'll probably even have to like leave the Slack to be honest. Like people are going to be <laughs> ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I might just have to disable all notifications on my phone. Just turn oh, off your God Wi-Fi. damn it! It's going to be so so. Just impossible. literally turn off your phone for a month. <laughs> yeah. So hang on, uh, I'll ask you later. I'm, I'm very curious as to <laughs> what, why you can't find two hours or three oh, hours the, to see a movie. Okay, the, the truth of the... Okay, the, the story is um, that I'm taking a holiday to Italy, which I'm very excited about. Like, it's always it's been a dream of mine to go. Um, and I mm. had the moral dilemma of, like, do I delay going by one day? Because I fly out on the 13th, which I think is when it releases here in the UK or something like that, or... I don't know. I feel like I I just narrowly missed the showing for it. Um, yeah, no, we it have comes out, it comes out on the, I think it comes out on the fifteenth. They do, except they have all these goddamn like boutique cinemas that show like art house Italian <laughs> movies, which they're perfectly entitled to do. But I can't <laughs> no, find like an English showing of of The Force Awakens. 
And oh yeah, that I, might be a challenge. The language. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, they are showing it, but I can't find any clear information about what language it's going to be in. I'm kind of tempted yeah. to assume it's just going to be how we would treat a foreign film, and that it's going to be like in English and with Italian subtitles, which is fine. I don't I assume, mind seeing yeah. Italian subtitles on the screen; doesn't bother me at all. But I just yeah, I would think I that's have, what they would do. Uh, I might have to go into one of the cinemas while I'm there and just ask them. But I'm also kind of like don't want to distract from the just whole day. Oh, I don't know. Fire off an email now. You could just, just walk yeah. in and Google be Translate like, an email and just see what they say. <laughs> We're like, bonjour, uh, senor Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to, yeah, learn how to ask them about the language of the latest Star Wars movie in Italian. Anyhow, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll figure it out. It'll come together somehow. Life finds a way, you know? It does. Uh, speaking of life finding a way, let's see if you guys can find your way through what the wiki, which is the Starcast game show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and you, the contestants, must guess the game. Uh, thanks again to Jamie for keeping us up to date on the scores. Uh, Brody, you're well ahead at the moment on nine points. Matt's uh, close behind Crushing on it. six. Um, Stephen, you've got a, a big gap to close, man. You're only at one point at the moment. Yeah, um, just a bit of a so, gap. Uh, I think uh, I think your the responsibility lies on you to sort of rein Brody in a bit. He's kind of a bit a bit dominant so far this season. Um, I'll, I'll try my again. best. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Sorry, man. Um, but thanks again for uh, for Jamie and uh, keeping us up to date on the scores there. Uh, I've tried to make them a little bit more obscure this week because um, I noticed that he. Uh, comment uh, complimented Matt for picking some obscure titles when he hosted a few weeks back. Uh, so I wanted uh, yeah. to try and do him proud again. I don't thrive. I don't thrive with the obscure though. So we'll uh, see where okay. we go. And I feel like I feel like Stephen's got a very good grasp on niche games. So I think I'm in trouble. Don't right. get too okay. confident, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how we go. Game number one. The game is an association football, brackets, soccer, sports video game for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. The game was based on an original series of action platform games. The game was released in Japan on February 17th, 1994. Steven. Steven. <laughs> Mega Man Soccer. Mega Man Soccer it is. I'm amazed you yes. got that early. I thought we were going to have to get to discussion of Dr. Wily and Robot Masters for someone to get that. But that's... Oh my what, what gave it away oh for gosh. you? Probably um, we talked about Mega Man. Yeah, that, the soccer, and I was like, oh, God, what could it be? And then, oh, based on an action platformer, easy, done. Right, okay, man, okay. That's crazy. Link, back, I'm link in trouble. back to Mega Man, but I did not think there was a Mega Man soccer game in existence. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's nice right. to me. Strong start, Stephen. Game number two. The game is a platform game developed by High Impact Games and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. It was announced on April 1st, 2009 by PlayStation Blog and released on November 3rd, 2009 for the PlayStation Portable and PlayStation 2. The player assumes the role of one of the titular heroes, the angst-ridden hero enhanced by his exposure to light and dark. Brody? Ego. Brody? Oh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, the title is tricky for this one. <laughs> uh, is it Jack and Daxter? Mm. The, uh, the Final Frontier or something like that? It's not, I give, it's I, not, it's, it's not, I'll give you one more guess, because you're that close. The last, uh, the last frontier. Oh, I can't, I can't award you the oh, points. No. I'm going to, I'm going to okay, keep on reading. Enough, and Steven, do you, or, uh, Steven, do you want to take a guess <laughs> at this point, or? Um, Jack 3 is no. my only guess. <laughs> no. Okay, oh, man, it, what, it's, the, I d- it's got frontier in it, doesn't it? It does. 
Okay, yeah, look, shit. to keep things uh, interesting, I'll, I'll give you the points uh, there, Brody, because it's, <laughs> it's the lost frontier. You were that uh, close. Oh, that's what letter. I said. I didn't say lost. You I said, said lost. <laughs> I have an accent. <laughs> it the was, lost yeah, frontier. Very, very, very close. The Lost Frontier. Um, a little-known Jack, Jack and Daxter though. game. Such a, such a great series. I, Jack 2 is I've one of my favorite games one. ever. Oh, I've the collection's coming out, Stephen. you, you got to buy it. I think it's out I, I, I guess it's I should. Now. I should play Jack and Daxter, and uh, Ewan can play Mario Galaxy, and we can all that sounds like a like, fun times. That seems like a and, fair trade. And I'll, and I'll play Mega Man Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Uh, Jack and Daxter, obviously, in the news, because uh, the collection is now available, um, fairly sure, which includes uh, Jack's 1, 2, 3, and X, the combat racing game, which I think is the first time it's been released since uh, its original PS2 release, which is pretty cool. I'm going to definitely get around to playing that at some point. All right, game number three. The game is a video game developed and published by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. The game was originally released in Japan in December 1990, shortly after the launch of the Super Famicom in the country. It was also released as a launch title for the SNES in August 1991 in North America, with a European release following in 1992. The game is an amateur flight simulator game in which the player Steven. attempts to earn... Ooh, Steven just <laughs> snuck in there. What's the game? It's Pilot Wings, isn't it? It is Pilot Wings, yes. Well done. Yes. Uh, do you know why that was in the news this week? Oh, there was something to do with like a prototype. I haven't looked into it, but I saw that come across my Twitter feed, I'm sure. Yeah, there was footage of a cancelled Wii version. Um, that I think it was rebranded right, yeah. Wii Fly or something like that that came out this week. Um, of course it was I, called Wii Fly. I mean, maybe I'm showing <laughs> my younger age here, but I've never heard of Pilot Wings. It sounds awful. I don't know why people would want to play that. Am I wrong? It was very exciting graphically on the Super Nintendo. It was all 3D and Mode 7 and stuff, but yeah, right. it's probably not very much these days. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard Nintendo, I thought, I'm in trouble. I thought, well, yes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of glad that, uh, that Steven took that away. I'm not going to lie, Brody, because I was worried about the heat that I was going to get from giving you that second point. Uh, but true, well done, true, true. Steven. Well done, Stephen. That Thank you. Uh, that Thank you. puts you higher up on the Insert. board, uh, and most importantly, uh, keeps uh, keeps Brody reined in slightly. Uh, but with that, let's bring then to what was episode one hundred and twenty-four of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or the podcast service of your choice. Follow Press Start on all the social media platforms at Press Start AU. Visit the site at pressstart.com.au and join the conversation with hashtag the Startcast. I've been your host, Ewan. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. And joining us today was Brody. Thank you. You can uh, follow me. on on most social platforms at Brody underscore DG. Also joining us today and taking home the points was Stephen. Hey, cheers for having me. Uh, follow me on all the social doodads at Stephen Imson. You guys are so I uh, was so professional now. We got this. We got the show down pat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us today, guys, and thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, happy gaming. See, See ya. ya.